I just wanted to create something that's going to be more professional and like on a higher level. And no matter who you work with, you should get these things done and um, just get your things in order. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 10K Collector podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight-figure Amazon sellers. Today, we're talking with Jana Krikic from YLT Translations, experts in everything to do with international compliance and selling and marketing of your product, translations of listings, copywriting, getting the packaging done. They'll even deal with flat files. That's not a small thing. So we're going to talk about some of the lessons that Jana and her team have got from working with some really big companies, including some aggregators. Peek behind the curtain. Jana, welcome back, first of all. Thank you so much for having me back. Pleasure. feels like it's been just five minutes. What, what have you learned? Who are you working with? I guess you can't reveal names on the show, but give us a flavor of what we're talking about here. And then I'd love to know what about the, this that you feel we can learn from. Yeah, our bread and butter are still private label sellers. We've started working with them close to four years ago. Back at the time, they were like five to six figure. Whoever wanted to work with us, we were very happy. And then eventually it turned to, to be like strong six-figure sellers to seven-figure sellers. Now we have eight figures. We even have one nine-figure seller. One of uh, he is the biggest seller in India. He's doing amazing well. And we're just kind of happy to have different type of sellers all under our umbrella. But what I've seen that at the end of last year, a lot of sellers have started cutting their costs. And we are not a, an essential service. So that kind of affected us as well. And at that point, I started to think that it might be better to switch, not to switch, but to work more with big brands like corporations, even though I know it was going to be very challenging. During COVID, we've worked a lot with, I think, every single aggregator out there, which was different than working with private label sellers. And a lot of our clients, our private label sellers, were bought, acquired by an aggregator. And then we would never hear from them because <laughs> The brand would either get killed or so that's kind of felt when they stabbed me in my heart because we were catering this seller for three years. We've grown their sales and then poof, like it's all done. But yeah, aggregators had their own way of handling things and which will be like tons of work, like very short time. And then they're gone and then maybe like six months they're back. So sometimes I, did, I had an impression that they were not that systematic because they were growing too fast and some things probably got out of hand. But it was, I would say it was close to working with a private label seller. But then my, my experience from about two years ago when we first signed for a very big brand, I'm just going to say those were two or three brands that were selling in Sephora. So there was like beauty, 
category products. And uh, what it took me personally and my team, it was about like six and seven or seven months, of, like back and forth and back and forth calls and emails and all that. And then they're waiting for this approval, that approval and all that. And then eventually things start happening. And then they're like, I'm not happy with the quote that we got, I don't know, three months ago when they were happy. So it, it's like a never ending back and forth correspondences and calls. But once you make that deal and then you can expect a mountain. The, an, an X amount of work per month for, let's say, the next six months or next year. So that gives you more stability and something that you know that will happen because you're working with a corporation, not with a private label seller that's going to be like, so I'm not going to pay you now. And, you know, it's going to be rules. You have like payments or the terms and all that. And so I've just decided that we should focus more and more on those bigger brands, bigger corporations. And this is where I found LinkedIn to be very helpful. I post content, I post different videos where I just go through different brands, both private label and big brands. And then I say, I, I'm, I love the brand, which I do, but let's see how well they're doing on Amazon. And then I like find what they're doing wrong. And they don't care a lot about foreign content because they're very big, but they could do so much more. And I'm not talking about like Adidas or Nike because they don't even need any content basically, but I'm just talking about different brands that are big, but they could do better on Amazon because I know they would care about the sales. So this is what I started doing. And we've got a couple of brands to reach out to us and we started working with them, but also after six or seven months of like back and forth and back and forth, but working with a corporation has its own challenges and it's very much different than when you work with a seller or that has a team of three or four people max and things happen very fast, but sellers have certain amounts of ASINs and they will not launch 500 ASINs every two months or 10,000 ASINs. You can expect that only from a very big brand. So it has its own challenges and it has its own pros and cons. But for me at this point, that was a source of more steady work. And also I was really, I have like this big picture, like for wild tea. And I'm like, like we should get in touch with these brands because it's really nice to put on your page for your clients work. And it's going to be on our page once it's launched, the new page. So you can all see what those brands were, but it has been very interesting and very educational for me as well. Like creating a company deck and stuff like that. Just the being on a more higher and more professional level, because from what I've learned about Amazon is that it's not, a lot of people are not that highly professional and it's all, yeah, whatever, just send this, that, or like no contract, they're not a scope of work. It's really rare that somebody asks you something like that. And I just wanted to create something that's going to be more professional and like on a higher level. And no matter who you work with, you should get these things done and, um, just get your things in order in, in my head and also in the company, I started feeling better once I got all these things in order. So that was very, something very unique. And I would say it's not for everyone because, you know, you still would not know what you are doing and you cannot yeah. just rely on that. But this is something what we've switched more to. And one one yeah. question I just wanted to ask, sorry to interrupt, I know you got a short time, but just to help the Amazon sellers who are listening, there's a couple of questions that we've got on our, we chatted about for the show that I think are really great for the sellers to get their heads around. I guess there's an assumption that we make that corporate big companies with a lot of money and you can afford to hire really talented people do everything better than us. But it sounds from what our chat before the show that you've not necessarily seen that. So let's make people feel a bit better about it. What do corporates yeah. do badly that we as small and medium sized enterprises do better? So I would say that, let's say, 
nine or 10 big brands, like corporate brands that they'll be working with, is that they do not have very highly developed Amazon department. So they would usually not have the Amazon terminology. Like people would not know from the Amazon department that are doing sales on Amazon. They would not use the terms product listing. They would just say, I don't know, there was like a random word that they used. I didn't even know what they were talking about. And they were like, yes, the text or something like that, or the catalog inserts, but they referred to like product listings. It was just very, very weird. So they don't have the terminology and they don't have the knowledge. It's very weird. It's as if they've just watched a YouTube video and then they're trying to understand how it all works, but they're already had a department and all that, and they have all the requests, but you're not sure what they're talking about because they have less knowledge about it than a regular, smaller Amazon seller. So I would say that they're more educated and they are more into the matter than people working in the departments that are dedicated to Amazon in big corporations. And this is what I've just seen that happens all the time. They're not very knowledgeable. They're doing great because they are, have a big name, but that's why their content and all the keywords and everything, they suck. And they don't know how to do keyword research. And even some of them that have good listings, like they have a good content, they like keywords. They have, they don't have a single keyword anywhere. Um, and, uh, and that's just doesn't stop to amaze me, but I guess they don't put a lot of effort in Amazon as well, but they still yeah. want to sell and make more sales. So it means that they still do care, but their <laughs> staff is not well educated. Yeah. Unfortunately, and it's sometimes very difficult to converse with them on the topic because you're like, what is going on here? I just told them this, like, how can they ask me this? They're like a lot of weird questions and a lot of <laughs> stuff that you would not expect someone would ask you, honestly. That's great news. I have to say that I've seen some huge corporations. I'm not going to name them for legal reasons, <laughs> just in case they care what I think, but incredibly unbelievably bad listings and not yeah. by the way sold by amazon who's the other person in the world who does not oh, know yeah, no, amazon listings amazon. <laughs> it's amazing isn't it amazon staff have not got a clue how to write a good amazon listing two product shots on white same angle sometimes <laughs> and just terrible boring short bullets with no keywords it's just even now i see it and that kind of reassures me i think great there's space for us out here so the little yeah. guys and little girls so that's the good side so you've talked about the corporate structures that to us as feisty, quick-moving entrepreneurs. I know you're like that. You've grown your business like crazy since I first known you, which is congratulations. But we often feel like, oh, that's ridiculous. We can do better than that. But obviously, they have a lot of strengths. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the position they're in. So what do they do better than we do as little guys? You've already mentioned documentation. In what way is that a strength? Tell me about that first, because that sounds like a lot of work that doesn't reduce money immediately. Why does that matter? It doesn't produce money, but it gets things in order. It makes them be like a real company because they don't keep things in Google Sheets and they don't, they have agreements, they have DAs, like a lot of like sellers and a lot of different agencies. I know they don't even have an MBA. They don't have like, I'm talking about like basic documentation. I'm not talking about, I don't know what, I don't have to have, I don't know 
what sort of invoicing system, like very advanced uh, other things, but like personal accountant and uh, other things like that. But I'm just talking about some regular documentation, like when someone does something for you, send like scope of work, or you send NDAs, or you send an invoice with their payment terms and all of that. A lot of them you don't even uh, have, they don't even have the zero, like the accounting, any sort of accounting system. So that all makes it very confusing, chaotic. And especially if you want to sell your business, you want to have these things in place. You cannot just be like having like using Google Sheets forever and just not having any system at all. Because yeah. having two VAs and using ClickUp doesn't mean you have a system. You know? <laughs> no, um, really, no. It's a lot so. better than having no VAs and no ClickUp. But ClickUp, by the way, certainly us, the couple of friends of mine use and, and really like. But yeah, no, I think ClickUp the other is thing... great, but that's what people think. Oh, no, I'm like super organized, have my procedures, and you're just basically using ClickUp and you have your two VAs. And that's it. And you have company and you don't have like a bunch of like basic things that you should send to and from like people you worked with and so on. So I think that they are better because they have these official and legal documents. They're like super slow with that. There's like tons of miscommunication, but they do have this documentation that makes your life easier and you're sure that things are going to happen and like you're going to get paid and all that. And also what I would say that big corporations do, because they have a limited budget that kind of changes things a lot, is the branding and the storytelling and just the company culture, the audience. They kind of nurture everything better, like when it comes to really good brands that you love. I don't know. I love the brand. It's called Poopery. So what they do is like you, when you go to the bathroom or number two, you want to spray the water of the toilet so it doesn't stink afterwards. And their marketing is brilliant. Like it's the, the smartest marketing I've seen. <laughs> like it's hilarious, but it's super fun. And uh, you don't see Amazon sellers do that. Of course, because we're limited with budgets. That's absolutely normal. Nobody expects that from you. But I wouldn't mind seeing some creativity because a lot of sellers and a lot of brands, they look like each other because you just copy your competitors. You don't stand out by doing something creative or different, but you just play it safe and then copy whatever your competitors are doing. And that's it. And that's why all brands look alike. And I would say that bigger brands, they would kind of focus on the long-term game and being like, I'm here to win my audience over by doing something that's going to be different. And I'm going to do some creative things and I, don't know. I like that YouTube. Wait, my husband likes that YouTuber. His name is Mr. Beast. So the guy that gives out like money and a lot of people know and know about him. And he just was like another YouTuber, but then he just kind of started like giving out money and like doing some like random things, like not like crazy things, but just like something which was like creative and out of the box. And he didn't pay to do like he didn't need five million dollars to build his brand and who he was. He just did. It's something very creative. So I think that this tiny bit of creativity could be applied also to smaller Amazon brands, because I think if your product is good and if you do something like that, I think the audience will now appreciate it. Yeah, and it's interesting that what you're saying is very interesting insight because I would expect a big brand to have a great documentation because they've got lots of people who spend their lives emailing each other documents. And there's a sound, an expensive overhead that we don't necessarily all want. Although, yeah, should you get zero? Yes, 100%. And yes, ClickUp may reach its limitations for you at some point. But what you're saying about 
branding and storytelling is very interesting because in a way you'd expect the smaller people to maybe have more imagination but you're right i don't see much of that a lot of people have the strength that you've articulated i see that very clearly they're very obsessed with the mechanics of how amazon works and that's a fantastic strength when a lot of big brands have clearly not got a clue so we can feel conceited about that but what i think is giving away what we should have as entrepreneurs and that does not require a big budget is imagination that single word you used i'm like there is no reason why a little guy or girl if they have that kind of brain should not be capable of using imagination so that would be i would join you in that let's put out a call together guys if you are a seller and you don't have a ton of money but you are an individual person that doesn't have this big corporate culture around you be imaginative there's nothing stopping you doing that unless you have, oh, a, and I have a perfect example for that i just yeah, remember yeah. it so he sold his brand so it doesn't really matter i can talk about it so the brand was called Coffee Gator, and it was like one of the very successful brands. It was acquired by a Mac Gator at one point. But the idea of the guy who was a founder behind the brand was brilliant. Like he would literally go and interview people on the street about the coffee or like what they like to drink. And then he would put it like a nice video, like highly high quality production, which doesn't have to cost a lot of money. But the ideas that this guy had to present his brand and like to talk to the audience were insane. It was like so smart and so unique. And that helped his brand a lot to differentiate because people loved how the founder was like uh, trying to put out the name by interviewing people in the street, by having this really cool videos and, and stuff like that. And it really resulted in exponential growth and all that kind of the good audience and branding bring together. So I would say that for me as a uh, so, some, someone who's working with sellers, Coffee Gator as a brand was outstanding. And it was built by one guy. He started small and he grew big, but he did it all himself because he had great ideas. And he also had a fantastic copywriter because he would write his content and all of the full, like the follow up emails and all that uh, songs that rhyme, but like fun, funny songs that rhyme. But it was brilliant. Like it was like the power of the word. And I would always remember something like that because he had like a brilliant copywriter and he had brilliant marketing ideas that did not cost a fortune. And I really like that. That's a fantastic, like that's a really positive note to end on. So what yeah. we can do if we choose, but it's not common, but it's that, that it's absolutely possible. Imaginative in your approach to the marketing, particularly maybe video side and imaginative and the craft of copywriting, which keeps coming up. It's an amazingly neglected area. And talking of copywriting, that's one of the skills you guys do. And obviously the written and spoken word is your is your professional training background and your entire company. So tell us a little bit about what, what YLT Translations does before we head off. Sure. So we cover all mobile Amazon marketplaces and Shopify as well. So we handle absolutely all content you have in English that you need to translate to other languages. So basically we cover anything between 15 to 25 languages, 15 for Amazon and 25 for just global Shopify world. So anything from product listings to packaging translations, follow-up emails, brand store translations, and also we do copywriting. So we do writing from scratch. We also do keyword research. We do a really good keyword, keyword research and our keyword strategy is pretty top-notch because we, we do about a couple of thousand listings every month. So we do know what works, what doesn't work. We don't go into your account, but we've seen results. <laughs> so we have some really amazing case studies I'm happy to share. And basically we, we do something that it's translating into sales type of business because we really use highly converting keywords. So we make sure that once we do your content, when someone looks for your content in that search field, that your product will show up for the relevant search terms, not for something that's high in search volume, but 
also something that's really relevant for your search board. And if you don't have keywords in any of your texts or product listings, nobody is going to find your product and you're not doing it the right way. Yeah. And I would just say to anyone out there, if they look at your prices, you guys are not the cheapest, but you're very good. And I would just say, when you really think about all the things Vianna's just given as a list of what they do and the discussion we've had today, quality of research, integrating that with copywriting, understanding the context understanding marketing th this is a combination of skills that's critical if you don't do it yourself and you go and hire a bunch of people to do it fantastic but don't kid yourself that you're going to go on fiverr and hire somebody to just translate yeah. your listing and get the right results i've had clients do that i've had clients hire ylt i've had clients use google translate everyone's tried everything <laughs> it doesn't work you can't just shortcut your way to this i'm just saying if you've got some rubbish product you don't care about then don't bother hiring these guys but if you've got something you care about somebody professional needs to be involved somewhere there you go my pitch for you because i'm a believer in this my, my mom was a, a language teacher so i'm a bit biased towards translating languages properly i have to admit but i like the results are always very different so don't mess about guys if you have somebody something you've got to get dealt with at least talk to lt translations and and yana and her stuff talking of which how do people get hold of you Yana, if they want to explore further what you can do for them so you can follow our Facebook page, Wild Translations. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and me as well. I love LinkedIn and I post and I share tons of really good information. Sometimes we're the first ones to find out about something new and exciting happening in the international world, which I always post. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to offer any sort of uh, advice, consultation. We also offer free audits on anything you've done for international marketplaces. And if you're wondering, oh, maybe I'm not doing a great job, maybe something can be improved. We can definitely let you know. Great. Well, I'll put a little link to it. I'll talk with you after the show and give people a chance to get a free audit because that's always wise, in my opinion. Free advice from an expert. Why would you not? AmazingFBA.com <laughs> forward slash YLT. Y for Yankee, L for Lima, T for Tango. Great stuff. Yana, I know you've got to dash off and do a webinar from your holiday, typical entrepreneur's holiday. <laughs> yes, I'm working I'm at the beach. So, you know, yes. we should have got a shot with you with travel, a laptop. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, listen, grateful for the time and great insights. I really find that very interesting to know how we stack up as the little guys and girls against the corporates, uh, assuming that corporate guys aren't listening, which they probably aren't. It's, that's good to know that we've got some real strengths that we could lean into if we choose to. Quite an Absolutely. uplifting thought for me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com slash 374. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.